All right, let's take our Bibles and turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter number 2. Proverbs, chapter number 2. And we'll begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible said, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hidden treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of, the, of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they froward, and they froward in their paths, to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life, that thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. Let's bow for prayer. Father, we ask you now to bless the reading of thy word. I pray that you'll speak to hearts. May the Holy Ghost do what needs to be done and we'll love you and we'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. I want to draw your attention here in just a few moments uh, to the early verses of Proverbs chapter number two. And I'm preaching on this subject, drawing from the well of wisdom. Drawing from the well of wisdom. You see, this chapter teaches us two very important things about wisdom. It teaches us that wisdom will save you from evil and then that wisdom pays great benefits in life. And when you think about wisdom, that is one of the purposes or two purposes of wisdom is that wisdom saves you from the evils that are in this life and then it pays great benefits of life. Uh, this chapter also answers the question, where does wisdom come from and how do we obtain it? We know that wisdom comes from God and if we will ask and seek, God will freely give it to us. That's what the book of James says. Uh, the Bible says that he giveth to everyone that asketh if any man lack wisdom. And the Bible says, let him ask of God who give to all men freely and abradeth not. And so the word of God promises us that he will give us wisdom. So when we come to this chapter here tonight, there's four things that I want you to notice here that, God, that wisdom will do in our life if we will draw from the well of wisdom. And when you think about wisdom, that's exactly, that's exactly what this Bible is. It is a well of wisdom. I think about an artesian well. An artesian well is one that has a constant inflow and outflow of water. It is a well that can never run dry. Water is constantly coming in and it is constantly going out. It is the purest and clean of water. And when you think about uh, uh, the Word of God, that's what the Word of God is. It's like an artesian well. There's a constant in.
inflow and there's a constant outflow and the Word of God is pure and the Word of God is clean and the Word of God will give you all the wisdom that you and I need for this walk of life. The Bible has the answers for all of life's questions. The Bible has the answers for all of life's problems. The Bible has the answer for all of life's comfort that we need in life. And so this Bible is a well of wisdom. The problem today is not with the word. It's not with the well. The problem today is whether or not we're willing to draw out of it. You know, it's interesting how so many times that people will seek wisdom in every other direction. They'll seek counsel in every other direction. But I'll tell you, friend, the word of God that we hold in our hand, if we'll go to the Bible on a daily basis, here's what God will do. He will let, He will give us exactly what we need when we need that. Oftentimes in reading the Bible, it's, it's this way, that we'll read today, we'll read to tomorrow, we'll read the next day. And sometimes in our Bible reading, we don't feel like we're really getting it anything. I, I'm sure that you've been there many days when it just seems like a, a mundane of Bible reading. Even though the, the Lord may show you things, he may, he may speak to your heart, but it doesn't seem like there's just nothing overwhelming. But isn't it amazing how that uh, you'll come across a verse, you'll come across a text that on that day, it'll be exactly what you need when you need it. Or sometimes you'll be facing something and God will remind you of something you read a week ago or two weeks ago in your devotional time. He'll bring that that wisdom back to your mind. You know why? Because you drew out of that well. Amen. I feel sorry for people that, that are saved, but they never learn to just stay, have a steady digest of the Word of God because they're constantly seeking wisdom and counsel from everybody else rather than this book. Amen. You see, the Bible will help you, and I understand that God places people in our life, but, but I want you to notice what this well of wisdom will do. I'm talking about drawing from the well of wisdom. Notice these first six verses here. I see that this well of wisdom, that it will sanctify you. Look what the Bible said. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and imply thy heart unto understanding. Yea, if thou Christ after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding." What I see in these verses here is that wisdom will sanctify you. You see, my friend, the word sanctification means to set apart. And if you look at these verses here, Solomon is giving this counsel and he uses one word that's very important. It's that two-letter word, if. He said in verse one, my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. He said again in verse number three, yea, if thou Christ after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding. Look at verse 4. If thou seekest her as silver and searcheth for her as for hid treasures. Uh, notice he said then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You see God says that if you and I will do our part, if we'll seek him, if we'll search for him, if we will, if we will cry after him, then the Bible says that God will give us that wisdom. Why does God do that? 
because he wants us to be set apart, amen? To seek God, to search after him, to cry after him. You know what that involves? That involves a coming apart. That involves a, 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 a digest, or should I say a desire uh, for, to, to find God's will, to, to hear from God. And that's what God is, is after. God is trying to, to bring us to that point where that you and I really desire to hear what he has to say. God is not going to waste his words, is he? He's not going to waste his time speaking when we're not listening. And oftentimes he, he has taught us here that he's given us wisdom. He's given his word to us. He's given us the Bible. But God said, you've got to search for it. You've got to seek after. You, you've got to cry after. You've got to want to hear what I have to say. I, I have given it. I have put it there. And that if you'll just do these simple steps, if you'll seek me, if you'll just cry after me, if you'll just come, it's not that hard, and say, God, uh, I'm here, and Lord, I'm listening, and God, I, I'm looking, and God, I, I need an answer, and I, I'm in your word, and I'm asking you, God, to show me something in your word that will help my life. That, that's sanctifying you. That's pulling you apart from this world. It's pulling you apart from, from your own way of thinking, your own way of understanding, and it's just getting you and I to a place where we focus on what God has to say. And God says this. He said in verse number six, for the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. You want to know the will of God? Get in the word of God. You want God to speak to your heart? Then search for him. And how we search for him is in his word where he speaks to us. It's not in a feeling. And boy, I thank God that we can feel things. I, I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit will impress us at times to, to do things. He'll put an impression on our heart. But can I tell you something? We're, we're not compelled to live our life by impressions. We're commanded to live our life by the Word of God. I worry about people that always are living by, by how they feel. Well, well, I feel like the Lord impressed me. Now, I'll tell you as a pastor, God impresses upon me. He, he leads me in that direction. But I'll tell you, he also does that by giving me scripture, by giving me what his book says. He bringing to mind what the word of God says. You, you know, if you just live your life on impressions, I'll tell you what will happen. Sometimes uh, you'll think it's the Lord impressing you when it's not him impressing upon your heart. Sometimes it's our own will trying to drive us in that direction. Sometimes it may be the devil trying to, to make us think and push us in that direction. But if you stay in the word of God and you're seeking wisdom and you say, God, I need you to show me. I need you to, to give me a chapter and verse. I, I'll tell you, the devil's never going to give you a chapter and verse. Amen. And the flesh sure ain't going to give you a chapter and verse. Uh, but the Holy Spirit will take the word of God and he'll sanctify you. He'll set you apart. And that's what the Bible does. It separates us uh, from all this philosophy and all this uh, uh, reasoning of the world and thinking of our own flesh and our own mind and it just shows us what thus saith the Lord God. Amen. That's why we need to draw from the well of wisdom is that it sanctifies us. And I encourage you, stay in the Bible. Stay in the Word of God. Read through the Bible. Memorize it. Study it. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. If you and I will stay in the word of God, we don't have to be ashamed. We can, keep drawing, we can keep drawing from that well of wisdom. 
The, the questions that we have, God will answer them. The worries, the fears that may come to our mind, the Bible will comfort them. The doubt that may be in our mind, God will give us clarity. I notice oftentimes there are people that, that doubt their salvation. They struggle with their salvation. One of the reasons they struggle is because they don't stay in the book, amen? Because the Bible will either convict you or it will convince you, amen? It will sanctify you. If you're a child of God and you'll read your Bible every day and stay in the Word, of God, the more you read it, listen, if you're saved, the more convinced you're going to be that you are saved. But if you don't pick your Bible up and read it, I tell you what you're doing, you're opening yourself up to all kinds of doubts in life. I mean, you can doubt a lot of things and you can worry about a lot of things and you can even doubt your salvation no matter how long you've been saved. You can get to a place where the Bible said that you're blind, Peter said, and cannot see afar off and you can forget that you was once purged from your old sins. I've seen that many times when people would say, preacher, I'm doubting my salvation. I've been saved for years, but now I don't know for sure if I'm saved. You know what I ask them oftentimes? When's the last time you read your Bible? Do you read your Bible on a regular basis? Almost 98, 99% of the time they'll say, well, no, I've not been reading. You see, reading the Word of God, drawing from, uh, drawing from that well of wisdom, it, it, it removes those doubts. It removes those fears. It, it will sanctify you. And then I noticed, and I mentioned this a little bit here, but it will secure you. Look at verse 7, again, verse seven, verse 8 and 9. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He's a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his, of, of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. I want to tell you, when you draw from the well of wisdom, here's what it does. It sanctifies you. It, it works in your heart. It cleanses you on the inside. It cleanses your mind. It cleanses your heart. It, it sets you apart from this world. Your way of thinking is, is according to the word of God, not according to the philosophies and the, and the thoughts of men. But then secondly, it secures you. It, the Bible says here that he layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. You know what sound wisdom is? It, that means it's steadfast. It, it, it's secure. You know, don't have to, you don't have to waver, amen? And I'll tell you, when you look at the Word of God and God gives you a verse and God speaks to you through the Bible, uh, listen, you'll never have to waver on that because you can go back to it. I mentioned earlier impressions. Some people, as I said, they live their life that way. But sound wisdom is solid. It never fades. It, it never changes. And I want to tell you the word of God, the Bible said, will endure forever. Uh, he said in Psalms 189 or 119 and verse 89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And that same word that settled in, is settled in heaven, if you'll read it and if you'll stay in it and if you'll draw from it, it'll settle in your heart also. You won't have to question you don't have to worry. I see people sometimes, they, they, they believe something. They stand strong on it for years, but maybe when mom and dad dies or maybe when the preacher dies or, or maybe when they see their best friend changing, all of a sudden, guess what? They start changing too. You know why? Because it, it was, it, they didn't draw from that well of wisdom. Sound wisdom uh, produces righteousness. It, it causes us to not want to change. The Bible said he's a buckler to them that walk uprightly. There's security in just knowing the Bible. In fact, the Bible says that my people are destroyed. Why? Because of a lack of knowledge. Do you know the Word of God? Do you know the Bible? Jesus said, and ye shall know the truth, 
and the truth shall make you free. You see, the more truth you know, the more freer you're going to live your life. But if all you know is just going to church and hearing the preacher preach, but you're not drawing from the, from the well of wisdom, then you're not going to live free. You're going to live, you're going to live bound. I'm talking about even saved people are going to live in bondage because they don't know the Bible. Amen? They've not, they, listen, we're to learn the Word of God. We're to be taught. And the only way to be taught is to continually draw out of that. I've seen this in my life and I've seen it in the life of others. You can hear great preaching and great preaching will help you. You can hear good Sunday school teaching and good Sunday school teaching will help you. And you know as well as I do that preaching and teaching has its place in all of our life. But can I tell you something? There's no substitute for what God shows you, yourself, in the Bible. When you open the Bible and you study and God gives you something personally, do you realize that's going to stick with you a whole lot longer than what the preacher showed you or the Sunday school teacher showed you? And I'm not minimizing that. I'm just simply saying when you study, when you take the time to dig in the Word of God yourself, uh, listen, it builds security in your life. Just taking your children to a good church and putting them under good preaching and hearing the right kind of preaching, that's not enough. Amen? You've got to talk to them about what the Bible says and to be able to talk to them about what the Bible says and to teach them what the Bible says means you have to know, mom and dad yourself, what the Bible says. You've got to be able to have a spiritual conversation with your children, with your spouse and, and cultivate that in each other's life and, and that's what strengthens them and that's what causes them to really believe what they believe because it's not just something they hear Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night but it's a matter of conversation. It's a conversation piece in the walls of your house and, and so you've got to stay in the Word of God. Isn't it amazing what people talk about in their own home? That's why there's no security in their homes, their marriage, with their children. They worry how they're going to turn out. And I understand that even the best teaching they could turn out wrong, but, but build a foundation. You, mom and dad, build a foundation of teaching the principles of the Bible. Build security in their life. Uh, talk to them about, about the doctrines of the Word of God. A question and ask them, uh, do, you, do you know why we believe this? And, and don't just sit there and say, well, we believe this because of that. But take the Bible and open the Bible and, and show them. Now, here's why we believe uh, this, the, the doctrine of, uh, of baptism. Here's why uh, we believe, uh, uh, listen, uh, the doctrine uh, uh, of salvation. And here's why we believe uh, these different things and show them why we believe these things from the Bible and answer questions. I'm talking about drawing from the well of wisdom will sanctify you. It'll secure you. You say, well, preacher, I feel secure in my marriage. I'll tell you something. Being secure in your marriage requires constant work on both parties and living in the word of God is what secures that. And, and maybe you're here so I feel secure about my children. They love God today. But you better prepare them for the future. You know, we prepare our children education-wise. We're so big on them going to college, and I'm not against going to college. I'm for that. But we live in a society that, oh, listen, a, a good education, a proper education in this world is what every child needs. No child left behind. And while I believe in a good education, I want to remind us all, the greatest education is in God's textbook. It's God's text. It's His Word. And I'll tell you, listen, I, I want, I, listen, if I had children at home, I would want them to uh, be good, good, score good academically and all them things. But I'm going to tell you something, I don't care if they're academically a genius. Uh, if they have not 
not been taught the fear of God and the fundamentals of the faith that if they can't take chapter and verse and tell you why they believe what they believe when they turn 18 years old, we have failed. You have failed as a parent. I have failed as a pastor. I'm just simply saying we ought to be much more burdened and concerned about cultivating the spiritual education in their life as we are the academic education in their life. It will secure you. It'll sanctify you. Drawing from the well of wisdom, I want you to notice in verse 10 and 11 that it will satisfy you. The Bible says, notice this, when wisdom entereth into thine heart, now watch this, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. He's talking about being preserved and being kept. He's talking about this happens when wisdom enters. Notice the place is the heart. And knowledge is pleasant, notice this, unto the soul. God says when, when wisdom enters your heart and when, when knowledge becomes pleasant, satisfying to the soul, then he said discretion will preserve thee, understanding will keep thee. You'll make the right choices in life. You, you won't debate it. You, you won't have to question it when someone comes along and, and tries to pull you in the wrong direction or they try to tempt you. Hey, listen, you're, you're young people. When well, It's got to get in their soul. It's got to get in their heart. And parent, that's what we've got to pray and that's what we've got to cultivate. Can I tell you something? You, you may be here listening and say, preacher, I want it to get in my child's heart. I want it in their soul. I'm going to tell you how to do that. I'm going to tell you how to get it there. Do what the Bible says. You've got to keep drawing from the well of wisdom and putting it in their life. I promise you this. If all you do is just take your children to church and set them under good preaching, I promise you this. They'll not be the Christian they're supposed to be. They'll not love God like they're supposed to. He said, well, preacher, I, I know somebody turned out that I'm not going to take those kind of chances if I wouldn't take them if I was you. I promise you, if all you do is take them to a good church and set them under the word of God and put a King James Bible in their, in their, in their, under their arm, I promise you, they're not going to be satisfied with that. You're fooling yourself. If you think that, that going to church and hearing preaching, as I said before, is enough, no. If you want your children to be satisfied with God, if you want your children to be satisfied living for God and loving God and, and serving God, then I'm going to tell you, it's a responsibility on every parent's shoulders every day to cultivate it in their life. You've got to teach them. And it's not a, a do-do list. And it, and it is, we all, well, there's things we tell them that you've got to do this and don't do that. But you, you don't come to a church like that where I just get up and say, well, do this and don't do that. We preach that. But you, it's more than that. It's a relationship. It's teaching them and it's getting in the Bible and it's teaching them to love God. That's what the Bible said the commandment is. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and soul and with all thy mind. You've got to cultivate loving him every day of their life. And the way you do that is you teach them. You train them. The Bible said in Deuteronomy 6, you ought to read it when you go home. The Bible talks about sitting around the table and talking. You know, that's the problem today is Families don't sit around the table anymore. They sit around the TV. Instead of talking, instead of talking about the day and talking about events and talking about what the Bible says, they watch. They watch Hollywood. Well, they let 
They let the world set the standard of what the home should be and how that, that families are to operate. And you know that's not how, that's not even reality. What I'm saying to you is that family time, and I understand that people live busy lives and it's, it's not, life may or may not be the way that it used to be, but I tell you, it's so important, parent, that you take time and that you instill the Word of God, whether it be devotional time at the end of the day, whether it be that time around the table. I'm telling you, you can't get enough of that. You can't have enough of that while they're young. Well, listen, instill that time. Why? Because it satisfies. And I would say to every one of us, even in our own life, getting wisdom will and knowledge in our heart and our soul. It's pleasing. It'll preserve us. It'll keep us in this life. And then I want to say last that we see in this text here that when we draw from the well of wisdom, not only does it sanctify us and secure us and satisfy us, but it saves us. Look what he said in verse number 12. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man. Look at verse number 16 to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words. You see in these, this passage of Scripture in verses 12 down to verse number 22, Solomon talks about two individuals. He talks about an evil man and a strange woman. And he begins to identify them in verse 12 down to verse 15. He identifies the evil man. He says that he's from the man that speaketh forward things. That means things, that word forward means to oppose God. He speaks things that God is opposed to, things that God is not pleased with. Look at verse 13, who leave the paths of unrighteousness. You know, men like that, who walk in the ways of darkness. He's talking about saving us. The wisdom saves us from this type of an individual. Look at verse 15. Whose ways are crooked and they are forward. They oppose God in their past. Now, I'm telling you, there are people that comes to my mind when I think about that. God said those are evil men. Men that are going out there trying to do things that oppose God. Uh, men that have crooked ways. Men that, uh, listen, that rejoice in doing evil and they delight in the forwardness of their wickedness. They brag. They love their wickedness. They, they love to talk about opposing God and living that kind of lifestyle. Uh, listen, they, they speak uh, things that oppose God. God said, listen, wisdom will deliver you from that evil person, from that man that's living that kind of lifestyle. I want to tell you friend. That's why you and I need wisdom because it doesn't matter how long you've been saved and how long you've been serving God. God, listen, the devil will always put an evil man in every one of our paths. Amen. Listen, you ladies need to be careful that you don't let an evil man get in your path. Amen. And ruin your marriage and ruin your home. Amen. You need to stay away from that man that's a smooth talker. Amen. You need to stay away from that man that is trying to infringe. Amen. Listen, cross the line. I'm talking about you need to mark that man that loose with his lips or loose with his eyes uh, that makes you feel uncomfortable. Hey, that's the world that we're living in today. If there's ever been a time it needs to be preached. Uh, it needs to be preached now. Amen. It'll save your soul. It'll save your home. Uh, it'll save your marriage. Amen. It'll save you from, from scars. Uh, I'm talking about, friend, listen, uh, uh, listen, wisdom will save you from some things. The evil man. And then he talks about the strange woman. Look at verse 16 even from the stranger which flattereth with her words. Notice this woman. The Bible said, who forsaketh the guide of her youth, who forgetteth the covenant of her God. I don't stop and say this. I mentioned the other day. I feel like I ought to mention it again. Even in church, 
You need to watch evil men and strange women. It's sad that our churches have filled up with people like that. It's sad that we're in a day when, when people could come to church and uh, some evil man, some, some uh, listen, some, some strange woman will come. You can tell by the way they act, their body language, their dress, their demeanor, how they roam with their eyes and with their attitude. And, and you can tell when, when there's someone that, and listen, we ought to pray for them people. We want to see them get right with God and get saved. But I'm telling you, listen, if you're married and you got a ring on your finger, and even if you don't, you need to mark that person and stay away from them. Amen. You can be a friend uh, uh, to them without being a friend with them or, or should I say of the same sex but you need to be careful. Uh, listen, uh, if you're married and God's blessed you, uh, you need to watch out for that strange woman. That woman that's always trying, the Bible says here, to flatter in verse number, uh, verse number 16 with her words. I mean, give, give compliments to, to married men. You need to watch that. Wife, you need to watch that too. You need to educate your husband. If he ain't, if he ain't uh, spiritually smart enough to figure it out, figure it out for him and tell him, amen. Uh, stay away from that one, amen. Watch that one right there. And let him know I'm watching you if you're watching her, amen. I'm just simply saying, who forsaketh the guide of her youth, who forgetteth the covenant of her God. Notice this in verse 18. For her house uh, inclineth unto death and her path, uh, her pass unto the dead. None that go unto to her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life. You follow after a woman like that, you'll lose your home, you'll lose your wife, you'll lose your, your, your decency, your morality. I know a man that his life was ultimately destroyed because of a strange woman, lost his home, lives the rest of his life in regret. A man that has wept many, many bitter tears his own wife is deceased because of his sin. He's never found a place of rest. He found forgiveness. He's found mercy. But he said he's lived with the scars of regret over just one time of unfaithfulness. You better think about that. Is it really worth throwing it all away? Hey, young person, you better stay away from that strange girl or that wild living boy that wants to come in and rob you of your purity, that's been around the block and has a bad reputation. You saw, but they, 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 they need prayer. They need prayer, but you better stay away from them. My friend, they'll lead you down that path. The Bible says that once you go down that path, the word of God said they never return again. They may return to God, but they never return back to that life of innocency and joy and peace and happiness the reproach is never taken away from an adulterer, the word of God says. Verse number 20, that thou mayest walk in the way of a good man and keep the paths of the righteous. Notice this. For the upright shall dwell in the land and, shall, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. I want to say this in closing, friend. Drawing from the well of wisdom will save you from a lot of pitfalls in life. Staying in your Bible and hearing preaching 
and listening to the Word of God and reading the Word of God and continually having a daily digest, it'll make you love the things of God more. It'll make you thirst for the things of God more. It'll confirm that what you believe is still right if you're still reading it. But if you abandon it after a while, one day you'll think, you know, is there really anything wrong with this? Yeah, the, what's wrong is you quit drawing from that well of wisdom. And I want to encourage you to, uh, this, uh, this evening that, that you would take and that you would draw from that, that well of wisdom and, and stay under the right kind of preaching and teaching. Stay in the right book, the Word of God, the King James Bible, and it'll save you from life because the Bible said the wicked, they're going to be cut off from this earth and the transgressors are going to be rooted out. You think about this. Those that enjoy the pleasures of sin, one day they face the judgment of that. Look at those that have lived in sin. Has their life got better? No, it hasn't. And friend, if you follow that path, you'll lose every good thing that God's ever given you. I want to say when we draw from the well of wisdom, it sanctifies us, it secures us, it satisfies us, and then it saves us. After being saved these number of years and looking back through my life, I, I can see where God guided me, and I'm sure you can too, took us in a different direction. It took us a different path and, and kept us from messing up or, or blotting up our life. You know, when I look back through that, I have to say it wasn't, wasn't me. It was God had the right verse at the right time. God had the right message at the right moment and it salvaged my life. That's what perhaps even tonight I feel the Holy Spirit has given this message to someone that's seeking wisdom. You may be listening right now and say, I need an answer. Well, I want to tell you where you're going to find it in the Word of God. You're going to find it searching, seeking, crying. God, I need an answer. Stay in the book till you find that answer. You're going to find it when the man of God takes that text and preaches and confirms maybe something you've already read and feeds your soul and you say, you know what, that's right. I remember reading that. I remember seeing that. And it just confirms it. Oh, keep your children under it, but know this. You have a responsibility, mom and dad. Train them, teach them, instill it in them. Put it in their life. Develop it in their soul. If you want them to live for God, teach them to love God. And the way you teach them to love God is continually take them back to this book and say, now the Bible says... The Bible says, here, look at this chapter. Look at this verse. Here's what thus saith the Lord. Put that in their life so that they know it's not what mom and dad says. It's not what Pastor Gravely says. It's not what Bible Baptist Church says. It's what God says. Take them to the well and God will bless you and you'll never be sorry. Father, I pray that you'll take this word, speak to hearts. Lord, the name of our church is Bible Baptist Church. And God, my prayer tonight is that every member of Bible Baptist Church will be a Bible-believing, Bible-reading, Bible-teaching child of God. Help us, Lord, I pray. Challenge. I don't know how many people in our church read through the Word of God on a daily basis. I pray that it's 100%, but Lord, I'm sure that it's not. It may be shocking, the percentage of people that Abandon the Word of God on a daily basis. I pray, Lord, speak to them. Help them now. In Jesus' name, amen.